All right, Steph, I got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. So what's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinStuff.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? Exactly. So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. Hello, friends. Welcome to an amazing conversation we just had with a former female national wrestling champion, Vanessa Oswalt. Wait until you hear the stories she has about competing in a very male-dominant sport. Hope you enjoy this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. I'm concerned about you with this next guest I'm so excited. because uh-huh. she is from Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. You went to Mount Vernon Nazarene mm-hmm. and you may err on talking her ear off. I will not. I will be in check. Are you going to be okay? I promise. All right. Well, folks, our next guest, for lack of a better term, is an absolute stud. She has won several wrestling national championships, in addition to competing on the U.S. Olympic and Army women's wrestling teams. She currently coaches at Olentangy Orange High School here in Columbus, along with serves as a full-time member of the Ohio National Guards. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Tell Us a Good Story, Miss Vanessa Oswald. Hello, Vanessa. Hello, hello. Thank you you so much for joining us. No problem. Happy to be here. And thank you for serving our country. Absolutely, thank you. Thank eleven years strong. That's what it is. Eleven years. Yeah, eleven years, and holding out until I retire. Good Good for for you. Good for you. How much longer than with that? Um, So I'm in the National Guard, and I wasn't always full time. In order to hit your twenty years full time, um, I'm at. I think I just hit nine. So I have 11 more years for my full time to be able to retire with the full benefits and everything. And where are you stationed at? Mansfield, Ohio. Okay. So you are within an hour then of Columbus or about an hour from Columbus. Yes. I live in Mount Vernon. I commute up to Mansfield and then I coach at Olm Tangy Orange, which is on the north side of Columbus. So I do like a big triangle all the time. So you're putting some miles on the car. I was going to say, there's some gas being spent right there. (laughs) Holy cow. And I have a place up on Lake Erie where I'm currently at. And so I'm constantly driving a lot. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. And listeners, I just want to let you guys know, she is a freaking stud, serves our country, and she is gorgeous. (laughs) Gorgeous. Like, she's beautiful. All right, Steph. Let me give you a list of accomplishments I want to hear them. Now, Vanessa... 
Um, I'm going to brag on you here. So oh, goodness. if I mess up something, please do not hesitate to correct me here as I go okay. through this list of accomplishments for Steph and our listeners. Mm-hmm. So Vanessa started as one of the first female wrestlers in the state of Ohio. She won multiple national girls, middle school and high school wrestling championships, including the Fargo Nationals. She competed on both the Olympic and Army's women's wrestling team, like I previously mentioned. Mm-hmm. In can, the I, can I jump in there years. real quick? Yes, please. So I wasn't on the Olympic team. I was trying to make the Olympics. I was on the national team, which is top three. Oh, man. If that makes that's sense. Still, I am still very impressed, Vanessa. I know. I know. But having that Olympic status, that's like you're up here. And I wasn't quite there. So I you mean, were top three in the U.S. Yes. So how do you make the Olympic team? So, okay. So back then um, when I was competing, 2004 was the first Olympics for women's wrestling. We only had four weight classes. And non-Olympic years, there was six. Yes. I think there were six. Um, so, or was there seven? I think there were seven. Anyway, so the non-Olympic years, you would have all these different weight classes. Olympic year, everybody is like coming down and bumping up. And so um, 2004 was the first Olympic um, for women's wrestling. And um, you have to be number one in your weight class. To qualify for the U.S. Olympic teams for wrestling, would it be the top three today? Has that changed or not? No, it's it's still still only number one goes to the Olympics. And then um, top three is like your national team status. Okay. Ah. So she was on the U.S. national team. There you go. Yeah. She's top three in the entire country. I'm still impressed, Vanessa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it also shows how humble she yes. is yeah. right yeah. yes want to make sure this is correct <laughs> yes so steph in the 83 years of the ohio high school state wrestling tournament vanessa is the first woman to ever coach at that event very cool she she's a wrestling coach the assistant wrestling coach at olentangy orange high school um she's a full-time member of the ohio national guards as a tech sergeant she recently was selected as the ohio high school wrestling coaches association state representative, which advocates for sanctioning girls wrestling in Ohio. And Vanessa, we don't know you, but you were doing your research. I was. Yes. (laughs) We don't know you, but my gosh, you have our respect for sure. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So many accomplishments. I mean, you are setting such an example, example of what, you know, people, girls in this day and age can look up to. Just oh, a powerful, you. strong, beautiful, educated woman that can do anything. And I love that. Thank so, you. Vanessa, you've been kind of a trailblazer, it seems like, your whole adult life and also when you're middle school, high school. So, can you take us back, I guess, when this first started, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who came up with the idea for you to start wrestling against boys at that time? So, this all started when I was seven years old. Um, I had an older brother. He's, um, Stuart. He is four years older than me. He's now a minister. Um, but anyway, so he had started wrestling and I was kind of short and stocky and always his little dummy. And so finally, um, we just all was like, well, he's going to practice. So am I. And so I started wrestling, um, when I was seven against the boys. Um, at that time, I think I was the only girl um, that was wrestling in the youth program. And I just continued to wrestle. And when I was in the fifth grade, 
um, they had the first girls national tournament and it was folk style. It was up in Michigan. And I think it was seventh grade to high school. That was one age group that they were all wrestling. Well, I was in fifth grade. Wow. Wow. And so my, my dad lied about my age <laughs> so I could <laughs> wrestle in this tournament, right? And so I weighed in, and there was – I just remember there was a big dispute. And my dad's like, no, she's in the seventh grade. She can wrestle. I'm pretty sure it was seventh grade was the age group um, to high school. And finally, it was like an hour of them arguing. I was – ready to wrestle. And I'm like, okay. So next day comes, I had to wrestle a junior and a senior. (laughs) I didn't do very well. Um, but then the next year they had, um, another tournament, this national tournament, but they did the age groups. They did middle school and high school. And, um, I won the middle school nationals and then went into high school and, um, placed at those. I think I took third, second, and then I won it twice. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Let's back it up. So you were in the sixth grade and won the middle school. National did, I hear that? did I hear that? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Against sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Proceed. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Against against the girls. Yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. me in in the meanwhile, I, you know, I competed on the boys' teams, um, and. I am so fortunate that I had teammates that welcomed me and my brother who helped like enforce that it was okay for me to be there. Like I am just very grateful for those guys that have been in my life. So I want to say that. (laughs) Wow. Steph, when we go to buy our next home, who do you think we should call? Obviously, we'll call Ackerman and Associates. Absolutely. We worked with Mara Ackerman. Who's amazing. And her team a few months ago when we sold our house. And they sold it in three days. They have offices in both New Albany and Granville. And I cannot oversell how good they were. They were professional and had hustle to them. So when they told me they would do something, they would do it. And not five days from now, I would hear back from them within 24 hours. Plus, they had a Rolodex of repair folks that we could call to help us get our house ready to show. It was so nice to have that. Listen, I have high expectations. You do. Very high expectations. And they actually exceeded them. I am so glad we didn't try to sell our house on our own. Ackerman Associates are celebrating their clients and friends with a one month of giveaways starting October the 5th. To participate, just follow them on their Instagram and Facebook pages, then check each day for their daily posts with contest giveaways. Prizes include weekly sweet treat giveaways, a Columbus Zoo Family Plus membership, four front porch photo sessions with professional photographer, and more surprises. You can find their Instagram and Facebook pages under Ackerman and Associates. They are a proud sponsor of... Tell us a good story. So what did you have to do to get approval to wrestle against boys? Because we had... Maybe two or three weeks ago, we had a professional wrestler. Uh, Her name's Madison Rain. And she talked about when she was in high school, she tried to try out for her high school team and they would not allow her to wrestle. Here in Ohio? In uh, Coshocton, yes. Mm. And so she did not start wrestling until she had graduated high school and started in uh, like a wrestling camp Mm -hmm. and stuff. But they would not allow her. So what did you have to do to even get approved to be able to wrestle against boys? 
Um, so actually, right now, wrestling is a co-ed sport. It's not boys wrestling. It is co-ed, just like football is co-ed. Wrestling is co-ed. I think um, ice hockey oh, okay. in Ohio is um, a sanctioned sport as well. That is co-ed. So these sports are co-ed. So if a girl wants to come out for the team, it is a co-ed team. Like, there's no reason why that female should have been denied unless her physical or her grades okay. were a factor. I didn't it's like know that. End of discussion. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So when you started wrestling against boys, we'll say like in high school, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to imagine, now one, you're focused on the match, but with you, Vanessa, I'm imagining there's probably some drama surrounding boys not wanting to wrestle a girl or wrestle let's, you. Let's How take it. Let's take it back to middle school. Oh, okay. So, yes. So middle school, you know, um, it was very difficult. I would say um, there were, you know, few girls here and there I would come across, um, but not really wrestle. But you know, you're going through yourself puberty. You have the boys that are going through puberty as well, and it at times would be uncomfortable even for myself like I'm focused on the match but afterwards you know my teammates are making fun because of something that happened um so and then it went up into high school so then I get into high school and um the mentality of losing to a girl is that stigma that it's going to mm -hmm. just stay with you it's a lose-lose for a boy right. right um but it's that stigma that just stays so it can be very difficult once I got into high school it was like the boys that didn't know me um, were out to hurt me. Um, really? that's yeah. And like, I don't, I've asked the girls like nowadays, like if they experience that and they say it's not as, um, much of a deal as maybe when it was when I was wrestling, but yeah, seriously. Um, one, one match I remember we were at the Toledo weight tournament and my coach who has, um, we'll, we'll get into that later. He turned to my parents and said, I didn't see it until now. These guys aren't out to wrestle her. They're out to hurt her. He, he goes, pull her at any time. And my parents are like, she'll pull herself if she doesn't feel comfortable. I was wow. like, wow. yeah, because it, 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 it was. And the guys in the central district, because we did a lot of central district, and then we would go out to these other terms. We went to like Toledo. I wrestled in Brexville. I wrestled at um, Cincinnati Coaches Classic. These are like huge tournaments. And these guys didn't know me. They're like, you know, number one and two in the state, whatever. Um, some of these, these guys just didn't know me. And the central district guys, they did. They knew that by the time I was a junior in high school, I qualified for the Olympic team trials, that I was winning the folk style nationals, that um, my senior year, I ended up winning Fargo. Like they had respect for me and it wasn't so much a big deal, but these other guys that were outside of the central district, it was rough at times to say the I least. I can't imagine stuff. So well, that's why I'm yeah. so passionate about getting girls wrestling sanctioned. I just like the, there's no reason why females should have to compete against males physically like this. I mean, it's one thing to practice with them, which I, I a lot of these teams aren't going to have enough girls. So they're going to have to practice with the boys. Right. But to compete against males physically, it, it, it was tough. It was very tough. Like I'm winning national tournaments against girls, but yeah, I can't even qualify for the district tournament for the boys. Right. 
What weight so. class were you in high school? Um, I wrestled 125 my freshman year and then 140 my senior year. So I wasn't a small girl. Like some of these other um, females, they can, when you wrestle the lower weight class, like one, it's 106 now, like you, you're a little bit more, you're able to compete with the boys a little bit more um, because they're still not fully hit puberty, anything like Mm -hmm. that. Um, At 140, it was like wrestling men. Right. Did you have a lot of disqualifications from boys that were like, no, I'm not wrestling? Mm. Yeah, they were forfeit. They forfeit. Oh, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Especially the um, Catholic schools. They wouldn't wrestle me. How did it make you feel? Oh, uh, I was frustrated. Yeah. Um, that they didn't want to wrestle me. And I'm like, well, screw you guys, you know. Um, but in hindsight, it's like, I get it. I get it. So what were, what were your parents like then? It sounds like your dad was your huge advocate yeah. for you. But what were they like then in the stands watching you compete against boys? Um, was it just a nervous wreck for your, your mom and dad? Or how did they handle that? Um, I think they handled it really well. I mean, I guess I've never really asked them. Um, my mom is always more the quiet one and my dad is like pretty boisterous. My sister, Ooh, I could hear my sister clear across the <laughs> gym. She just had this like, let's go. Like, this was, I was like, okay. And then my brother, he would like, once I was in high school, he was actually my wrestling coach. And so, um, he was in the corner coaching me, but my parents, I mean, they never really said too much. They were just like, you got to pick it up. Come on now. There's no reason why this boy's beating you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm trying. <laughs> right. Did, go ahead, Steph. I, I was going to ask you, what was one of the best matches you can remember in high school? Oh, oh, this might bring me tears. Um, it was when I won Fargo. So my dad um, came out and watched me in Fargo. My mom was deployed at the time. And I had just been training so hard. I'm getting emotional right now. (laughs) And, you know, I trained so hard and my family has been like the biggest support. And like I won and I wanted my mom to be there. She was so quiet. And I was, yeah, it was, that was a match I remember. And I just like remember looking up in the stands and looking at my dad. And then um, when we were getting the awards, you know, they played the national anthem and I was just like, my mom, (laughs) Right. she's good now <laughs> she's here <laughs> she, she's alive she's good but it was just like that was a moment where it's like my goodness and then i moved out to colorado and she was still deployed so um it was just it was tough it was tough you know, well you're not it, only dealing with you know the pressure of wrestling and like you said cutting and training and yeah. then not to have your mom there and you're yeah. wondering about her and oh yeah girl that's a lot especially at 18 17 years old well i can't imagine though how proud <laughs> your parents were vanessa oh still seeing are. you compete yeah um a lifelong memory yeah. my goodness you so know, okay let's talk go ahead go ahead no no there's a picture um the only one that I have of all of us with our stop signs on the um, uh, mat with our awards um, when I won it. And like, 
I was like still like bawling. Everyone's like, why are you crying? I was like, I'm just emotional. My mom's not here. She's deployed. And like, I got it together for like two seconds for the picture. And I was like, oh, I was like <laughs> turning my head and crying some more. I was like, I don't know why I'm crying so much. I'm just so excited and sad. And yeah. Now, when you say stop sign, you're talking about like the plaque award that they hand you for national champion, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. Let me tell you about that. So my coach, I had trained with Jim Spielman. Um, for Mansfield, Madison, I would drive up there every single day while well, my dad and I would, and I got the stop sign. I signed it because he told me I had to sign it. I was like, okay, okay. And he takes it from me. He goes, when you win another one, you can have this back. What? Yeah. And so like, I've not won another national championship since. And um, so I moved back a couple years ago. I was out in Colorado 12 years and I moved back a couple years ago and he sent me a text and he goes, when you start either coaching or refereeing, you can have this back. And I was like, Oh, I'm already coaching. Okay. But he was like, serious. Like I had to be coaching a couple years. Well, um, I helped, uh, with their club and he gave it to me at club and I took it home. I was like, I have my stop sign <laughs> and I have it like in my room. Right. And I was talking to my mom about it and she was like, I still haven't seen it because she was deployed and she oh. never got to see it. And he took it like right when I won and had those pictures, he took it right then. So my mom still hasn't even seen it. And I keep forgetting to take it up to her to show <laughs> <laughs> So did your mom retire then from the national guards? Yeah. So she served, um, 38 years and wow. she, the reason why she had to, um, retire, uh, was cause she has MS. And so mm. she was retiring and my sister who's also in, she was deploying. So I was like, I got to get home and help the family out. So yeah. So she retired 38 years. My sister's been in, I think 14. Okay. Wow. wow. Your family. Family mm -hmm. serving the country. For sure. So yeah. Before we get into military yeah. stuff, so how did you end up training then for the Olympic team and moving out to Colorado? So um, I was actually going to go up. Northern Michigan had a Olympic education program, and I was looking to go there. And um, Terry Steiner had reached out to me saying that they want to do like a development program out at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. And so I was like, sure, I'll do that. So right after I won Fargo, the next week, my dad and I were driving out to Colorado to move me into the training center. I trained there for four years. And then I decided military is where I need to be. Um, it's just some, I've always seen my mom do it. And I just like, that's where I want to be. So I joined the army and they accepted me into the army world-class athlete program. I trained with them for a couple of years and then um, decided I was done competing, need to get my mind right because I just wasn't happy. And so I took a break from wrestling for um, quite a few years and then um, did the army. And then once my sister and my mom were going, um, doing their thing, I, I transferred to the Air National Guard. Wow. Yeah. So what's different, I guess, when you're training at the Olympic facility, right? And it's supposed to be cutting edge training. Yeah. What is different from that versus a high-end wrestling coach, say, in Ohio? 
Um, so you have everything at your fingertips. I had a nutritionist. I had, you know, our coaches, you have your strength coaches right there. Um, I could work out anytime I wanted to. And, you know, it's, um, two a day, sometimes in training camp is three a days. You would have, uh, teams from other countries coming in and working out. And it was just a very humbling experience. And, um, to be around the world's greatest, in different sports as well. It was, it was very cool. When did you move back to Ohio then? I moved back in 2017 in the, um, February, got home. And, um, a couple of days later, my high school wrestling coach who, um, is another reason why, like I was able to do what I, I've done. Um, John Brown was killed in a car accident, hitting ice mm. and, Luckily, I was with my brother, and we were able to like be with each other and uh, be in that moment and mourn his loss. And it just, you know, solidified like I need to be with family. And we left. I think it was like three or four in the morning. And my dad and I were the kind of people we want to drive straight through, and it's a twenty-hour drive. And uh, we drove it straight through twenty hours. I got home at I think it, we got pulled in at four a.m. That evening, practice at Mount Vernon was at 4 p.m. I was walking in that room and started coaching. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, oh, yeah. my goodness. So what are you like, Vanessa, as a coach, right? Because I know how Steph and I would be if we were coaching wrestling, which we know nothing about. <laughs> we right? don't, know. But my wife here, who is as sweet as apple pie, she would flip a switch and be just screaming her head mat. off. On that hitting the mat. mat. You'd be hitting the, the mat, mat, screaming your head off. Like, how are you as a coach, I guess, I'm on the like other side? That. Are you? <laughs> yes. Like, I am so intense and I have such a headache when I'm done coaching. And um, the girls, because um, so I started re- coaching the boys. And um, now I've transitioned over to only coaching females. And I've um, now on Tangy Orange. And I've built such great relationships with these girls. Like I can really bond with them. And I feel like these are my kids. And I'm like, come on. I'm like so intense when I'm coaching them. And they're like, we can hear you. We can. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, good. And you know, there's like different levels to coaching. Like they're so brand new. Like taking 20 girls who are brand new. Only one girl had wrestled prior to this and coaching 20 girls from scratch and like they don't know a lot they only know like you know five ten moves maybe and so you're literally like having to like guide them through each position like no hand on the ear like you know every single step you're like kind of you know coaching them through. Whereas like the girl who's very experienced, I don't have to say very much when she's coaching, you know, but yeah, so I'm very I have, a quest- I have a question for you. When you were coaching the boys, you have this incredible pedigree of wrestling in your life. Were the boys receptive from, to learn from you or were they kind of just like, Oh, she's a female. She doesn't know as much as I know. How did that mm. Well, so, um, over the years, um, every winter I would come back for two weeks and I was always stopping into the youth practices. 
um, if I could make it to the high school practices, I was constantly just, you know, trying to just make a presence and, and be help out with the programs. Right. And so these kids that came up through the programs that are now in high school, they remembered me. And it wasn't like this person that they don't know what they're doing. You know, they actually uh, knew, knew a little bit about me. And um, I was very grateful to have um, like John Fry and Kevin Peck. They basically told the boys like, she's here, listen to her. Like they were very like, she, know, she knows what she's doing. And they were all just very welcoming. Did you have any moments where you'd wrestle your athletes? Yes. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I had to earn my respect is how I felt. So some of the kids, um, I would wrestle some of the kids up to like, I think 140 is what I would, I wouldn't wrestle anyone bigger than that. Cause I mean, I'm only weighing like 150, maybe a little bit more right now. But anyway, so I, w- I would wrestle the boys. And where I really earned my respect was um, uh, we went to a scrimmage. And one of our kids was in this four-man group. And all his partners were gone. I go, where are your partners? He's like, I don't know. They just, you know, wandered off. And I was like, all right, let's go. So we shook hands and we started wrestling. But I didn't know there was like a crowd of people now watching and so we rotated partners because his partners are coming back i was like well i'm not stepping down now and so you know i wrestled the next kid took him down i wrestled the next kid all of a sudden the crowd is going crazy no i was like how is there a crowd <laughs> <laughs> and so we like get on the bus to go home and the guys were like oh my god you are awesome <laughs> there yeah it was go pretty coach. funny yeah i was like oh okay i got it <laughs> So earlier we talked about you being a trailblazer, right? In in the wrestling world, I even think of that as your coach, right? Because I, again, I'm thinking if I went to a wrestling meet and I realized, oh my gosh, there's a woman over there. She's like, she's coaching the boys team. That's like unheard of, right? Yeah. So have you had? Do you have any funny stories from interactions when people find out you're? the wrestling coach. Oh, let me tell you. So we went up to, and I'm going to put the school on blast, Oregon clay. And it was, it's one of the biggest tournaments in Ohio. Um, and we get there and I was eating very healthy and I brought my own food because the coach's room is never good food, like not healthy. food. So I'm eating my own food. I'm sitting at a table. We had to have wristbands and I had my wristband on my coach's wristband. And this guy comes up to me and he was like, um, Hey, are are you the bus driver? <laughs> I go, no, no, oh, no, I'm not. He was like, well, I was just going to tell you the bus driver's rooms are like down the hall. I was like, cool. Great. Thanks. He's like, I'm a coach. Oh, oh, okay. And he walked off and my coaches were like, no <laughs> like way. dying laughing. So yeah, whenever we go there now, they're like, Hey, bus driver. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's you have funny. to have the best personality, though, to like handle this and just like let it go off your back, right? Yeah, like, yeah, because yeah, because I know um, it's not common, but we're trying to make it more common. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I do a pretty good job. <laughs> and, well, plus, you're hanging out with men, mm-hmm. yeah, all the time, right? Both in uh, the military mm-hmm. and in wrestling world. So, yeah, you'd have to be be comfortable in the room. Yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up with, you know, a wrestling team of guys and um, military is a bunch of guys. And so it's, I can handle those situations pretty good. 
Hello, friends. We need your help. Steph and I are wanting to pitch this podcast to some of the major companies like iHeartRadio, Wondery, and some others. But before we do that in a few weeks, we are asking you, our listeners, to help us get to 100 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. We currently have 50, so we are wanting to double that by the end of September. So grab your iPhones, hack into your spouse's iPhones, steal your parents' iPhones, and go into the Apple Podcast app. Subscribe to Tell Us a Good Story and give us a rating, preferably a good one. And if you don't have an iPhone, then I don't know what to tell you. That's sad. I'm not even sure how you even live life, quite honestly. Thanks for listening, you guys. And thank you for giving us a rating with Tell Us a Good Story. So, Vanessa, can you tell us a little bit more about your role in being an advocate for girls wrestling, right? And so when I was doing research, of course, I come across Sanction Ohio and the website sanctionoh.com. Can you tell us and listeners, what is that all about, Vanessa? So like I've been saying, there's no reason why females should be competing against males. Um, Females should have their own sport for wrestling. And what this is, is uh, we have teamed up with Wrestle Like a Girl, who is guiding us through state sanctioning processes. Uh, We're able to tap into some of their resources. Um, What it is, is we have um, gotten um, coaches, principals, uh, athletic directors, um, parents, just a group of people to come together and to really uh, get the word out, um, educate. Like that's our biggest thing is educating parents, coaches, administrators on how to hopefully uh, build a team. And we need to build numbers. That's what Ohio High School Athletic Association is looking for. Um, So when I moved home, I wanted to understand where we were at with girls wrestling and how I can help out. And I reached out to Dominic DeSabato, who was the um, Ohio High School Wrestling Coaches Association president. And I said, hey, we need to do something with girls wrestling. Like, we need to get it into the schools. He's like, I got the perfect perfect thing. He's like, let's do a girls' state tournament. I was like, let's do it. And so um, the past couple years, we were working on building the girls' state, state tournament for this past year. And let me tell you, two years ago, the numbers were, I think it was like 250, 275. When they announced the Girls' State Tournament this past year, the numbers rose to 475 females. And that's just with providing them like the hope of a state tournament. So we had the state tournament and COVID happened, right? And so now um, Ohio High School has basically said as not going to happen this, this coming year. Um, they cannot financially, whatever it is, they, they cannot add a sport right now. So uh, we're like, okay, well, we're going to keep moving forward. And we're just trying to, you know, get girls interested. I mean, do you know how many fathers only have daughters and maybe they mm-hmm. wrestled and to share that bond with a daughter without having, you know, to think about your daughter competing against a male and, being manhandled or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. to provide this opportunity for these girls is like my passion. There's no reason why Ohio, one of the best wrestling states has not sanctioned girls wrestling. How hard is it to recruit girls to wrestle, Vanessa, when 
they haven't done it in the past, right? Completely mm-hmm. new. And like you said earlier, you're starting from the very basics mm-hmm. on some of these girls because they've never seen it before. So how hard is it to recruit for like an all girls wrestling team at Olin TNG or Mount Vernon or wherever? So um, I'm not in the school, so it's very hard for me to build those relationships in the schools. Um, I was fortunate enough to work with Brian Nicola. He's the other assistant at Ontangy Orange. And he sought out, he worked with Taryn, who is um, Taryn Martin. She is nationally ranked. She was the girl that has wrestled on the team. They sought out the girls in school who didn't make the basketball team, didn't make the cheerleading team, didn't make the volleyball team, didn't make the softball team, or, you know, the girls that don't do sports in the winter. Um, they then looked for outcasts, the girls that are outcasts. Then they started looking at, um, girls that have a chip on their shoulder that, you know, just want to fight people, whatever. Um, so he did a really good job at, uh, putting this kind of how to, how to recruit, how to recruit within the school and same with Sean Andrews. They have just helped educate the coaching side of it. How can we just get girls out. A lot of people are like, well, if you have a girls team, they can't practice with the boys. No, they can. If they don't feel comfortable with practicing, like intermixing with the boys, if you have enough females, they can practice at the same time on another mat. Then that way you're still, you're not having to do 20 different practices, you know? So we're just, our big thing is educating, 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 and growing, providing opportunities. Um, we, before COVID happened, we were doing Sunday open practices free. You want to try it? Come out. We'll do an advanced side and we'll do a beginner side. And uh, we ran a lot of practices and we had, you know, 40 girls from all over the state. Most of like 40 to 50 girls were coming to our practices um, just so they could wrestle and practice with another female. Wow. That's very cool. And I'm like, girls, you can, like, you can be strong. You can have like a muscular body. It is okay to be fit. It is okay to whoop on some boys. Like, it's okay. Do you have any issues with girls with body image? Oh, yeah. They're talking about their weight. And then how has that been? Has it evolved? Has it been better? Has it gotten worse? Yeah. So um, at first they were, you know, they didn't like the singlet, the one Mm -hmm. piece. Um, And thank goodness that the um, administration has approved like a two piece singlet to where you could do like a compression top and compression shorts. And the girls love that Um, with weights. I mean, they were concerned at first and the first maybe couple weeks, it was like, Oh gosh, this is what I weigh. I don't want to step on the scale. Now they're like, what do you weigh? You know, they're so, they have transformed the transformation these girls have gone through. And the first practice I went through with some of them, you know, the one girl I told her, um, she bald, she is such an athlete and it wasn't coming to her. Like the technique wrestling is very technical and she wasn't getting the move to perfection and she bawled. And I'm like, it's okay. Like it's a frustrating sport. I was like, you just got to give it time. You got to give it time. She ended up taking fourth at the girl state tournament. She fought wow. through the season and ended up placing. Wow. Yeah. How empowering, not only for her, but for you as a coach to see that and to experience that with her. Oh, uh, you know, when it was, they did a parade of champions at the girl state tournament and I had to hide cause I was bawling. Like 
it was so amazing that these coaches and these parents are allowing their daughters to come together for this tournament and that they have the opportunity to wrestle only females. Like it was so overwhelming. I was crying. I was just like, ah, this is what I've been wanting, you know, and it's coming together. It was a very magical moment. And there were so many coaches who have been on the fence about girls wrestling. And I had about 50 of them come up to me. It was like, this was amazing. Mm. And that, that moment was like one of the best moments as well. Cause it's like, they get it now. Like you just have to maybe feel it and they experience it and they feel it now. So it was awesome. I can feel your passion and it's amazing. Like I, it's like oozing through the screen <laughs> talking to you. And I'm so excited to see where women's wrestling is going to have or go from yeah. here. Cause imagine like if one of your daughters, you know, I want to wrestle and all that comes to your mind is like boys wrestle, right? You're hesitant. You're like, mm, I don't feel comfortable about this. But if it's like girls wrestling, you know that there's girls wrestling, you'd be like, okay, let's do it. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Right. These girls that, I mean, let's be honest, I hate getting on the scale and I work my butt off, but these girls are getting on the scale now, like competing. Okay. What do you weigh? Like, I Mm -hmm. love that. It changes their perspective. Because our our biggest weight class is 235, I believe. So could you imagine a 235 girl like, Hey, come wrestle. announcing that. Yeah. Hey, come wrestle for us. She's probably looking at herself like, Oh God, like everyone's going to know my weight. (laughs) Exactly. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Because now she was hiding in the corner at 235. Now she's on a mat crushing it right like Mm -hmm. we've had so many girls as well that come out for wrestling and their body transformation alone where they've lost like 20 pounds like i kid you not one of the girls lost 20 pounds because she's never done i'm like wrestling is a sport that is going to teach you so much and it's going to take you places you're going to do something later on in life and think it's easy because you've just accomplished wrestling now, how do you handle cutting weight with females? Oh, um, like when it's that time of the month, your body retains yes. water. Yeah. And you retain a couple pounds. So you just have to be like aware of where you are in your cycle. And sometimes um, like once you start working out that intense, you don't have it as well. So it's, it's, it's hard. Everyone is different as well. Like a girl's like, Oh, I'm cramping. I'm like, get out here. <laughs> like, stop being a whip. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, everyone's different. My bad. Do you feel like wrestling, you know, when you're talking about diet and you're talking about cutting, is it giving girls more power with their eating? Or do you think it's messing with their minds with eating? How are you addressing that? Well, I tell them, um, like, let's not focus on cutting weight because wrestling should not be about cutting weight. And to look at your dieting, I go 80% of anyone losing weight is going to be your, what you intake. What is the food? What is, are you drinking soda? Like, are you drinking anything but like water and coconut water? I'm like, that's what you guys should be drinking. And they're like, Oh, I drink Gatorade. I'm like, yeah, Gatorade's got sugar in it though. Like just understanding. Um, we try and, you know, go through do's and don'ts. And, um, one of the girls, she was like, I'm cutting 11 pounds. Come to find out she's eating pizza 
like an entire pizza before my practices. Oh my gosh. I was like, girl, because I would do a later practice um, coming from Mansfield. Yeah, she would order a pizza. We're like, okay, listen, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> like grab a peanut butter and jelly. Right. Yeah, well, what would you tell your girls to eat? Because at that age, you know, they're being influenced by pizza and bars and or like can't like, what are you telling your girls? Like, I love that you said coconut water and water is what you should be, you know, hydrating with. What yeah. else are you telling them? Um, well, I tell them to look at the sugars, really, they need to look at sugars that are in like granola bars or um, even I tell them protein bars, make sure that's like a good, like in between practice and school, like you could have a protein bar. Um, I tell them, you know, fruit in the morning, um, make sure you're getting your breakfast and, and lunch you need. I go, food is going to be your energy. Like you can't expect to have a great practice if you're not fueling your body and what are you fueling it with? is a concern as well. Like, and so we go through the, the different, you know, what you need to eat and um, depending at where you at, if, if you are trying to lose a little bit weight, we're, we're going to monitor, like change their um, diet plan. And coach Nicola, he's like right there with the girls all the time. He has like diet plans for them too. That's amazing. Yeah. Steph, think of how much these girls are learning about health Nutri- about fitness, yes. nutrition, mm-hmm. and exactly. then the discipline yep. as yeah. well that they're exactly. learning through these programs. I love this. I love this. And the fact that, you know, you are surrounded by the best trainers, the best nutritionists, the right. best dietitians in the game when you were in Colorado, like to bring that knowledge back yeah. and the girls can truly like just listen and absorb all of your knowledge is incredible. Like, that's I think they get like timid around me because, um, I run hard practices and I'm not like soft spoken either. And I'm very um, tough on them. And I feel like Nicola plays like the mom in our coaching relationship. He's the mom and I'm the dad. I'm like the disciplinary <laughs> one. Because <laughs> he's like sitting here having like telling me about the conversations. I was like, why did they come to me? He's like, you're pretty tough on them. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> you guys play good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Well, I like what she said, Steph, about showing girls, it's okay to sweat. It's okay to rough uh, up oh, on the boys. It's sure. okay to be physical. Mm-hmm. And Amelia thought, Steph, how amazing of a friend would she be for like you or any lady where oh if you're gosh, going yes. out with, you know, ladies night and uh, anybody runs their mouth to you, you got Vanessa right hey, behind. Hey, security guard. I've Take got- care of it. <laughs> I got, While I'm in I got my this. heels too. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> Vanessa, you're up, you're up, hon. <laughs> hey, Vanessa, were you ever tempted to get into MMA at all? Yeah, I was. And then um, because I've had all those elbow surgeries, I am scared to have my elbow like, cause I'm like, I'm not going to tap. And then that mentality isn't good when I've had all these surgeries. <laughs> so I'm like, mm, I'm good. This is is amazing. And I, we want to be very respectful of your time. So where can people go? And I think you sent me a list of um, social media platforms. So you've got mm-hmm. Facebook, which is at Ohio Girls National Team. Yep. Ohio got, Girls National Team. You've got Instagram at Sanction Ohio. And then you've got the website sanctionoh.com. Correct. Yep. Go to Instagram. It's Sanction OH. Um, and then 
the sanctionoh.com directs you to the wrestle like a girl page that has all the Ohio information on it. And we're working on booklets. We have a one pager. Um, we have videos. We did a zoom meeting with, um, different coaches and athletic directors to help educate them. Um, that's on there. Um, and we just continue to build. That's awesome. Well, Vanessa, Thank you from Steph and I. Thank yes. you for being such thank an amazing you. role model mm-hmm. for girls. Empowering young women. Advocating for this. And thank you for serving our country as Absolutely. well. Thanks for having me and thanks for helping get this message out. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to support this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts. You can rate and review this episode. Also, for those who have asked us how to financially support, you can go to kevinandsteph.com and order one of our books of You Met Her Where. Thank you so much for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.